0: All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.
1: I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, and I'm a licensed and practicing physician who also happens to be a stand-up comedian.
0: Hi, I'm Sean Hayes, and despite my appearance, I am not a doctor. I am an actor, and as an actor, being a little crazy is part of the job, but for me, that's evolved into hypochondria. Every day I wake up, I think there's something wrong with me.
1: And each episode, Sean and I will talk about his medical fears and bring on a guest with an incredible medical story and discuss the outcome.
0: We'll also play games, quiz each other on medical history, and learn a few things
1: all in an effort to marry comedy and medicine.
0: And Priyanka, I think it's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first actor. Hi, Priyanka.
1: Hey, so is your hat a Sean Hayes hat, S-H?
0: Everybody asked me that, but for good reason. It says S-H real prominently on the top of my hat. And here's the thing. I was shooting a movie two, three years ago on Long Island, and I'd never been to the Hamptons. So, you know, you get one day off when you're shooting a movie, if that. Yeah. Like a week or maybe every two weeks you get a day off. So I'm like, I've never been to the Hamptons. Everybody talks about it. I've read about it. I hear about it on TV, whatever. So we drove yeah. out to the Hamptons and Southampton... Oh. To be specific, and so we found a hat that said SH Southampton. So I'm like, oh, it works perfect. You can't see it's on the side. It says Southampton there.
1: It says New York.
0: Says, yeah. Sh- South- wait, let me finish. It says New York. <laughs>
1: it says New York.
0: I thought it said Southampton. I'm pointing to it.
1: I want a hat that says PW. Where in the world, though? Like PW. Maybe- you
0: got you got points something. Yeah, like maybe there's a... Something
1: waters, right? There's Pencil- got to be like a...
0: or Yeah, Pennsylvania you know, something, and you would just reverse. Something, yeah. Waterloo. Maybe it's DW, like, because Wally, maybe it's Dr. Wally. Like, is there like a Detroit, Washington?
1: Oh, yeah, that that's true. <laughs> yeah, Detroit, Washington. I'll yeah. work on the- that.
0: <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you something. I was talking to Scotty about this last night. You know, he, he had to fill out some forms because he's getting a colonoscopy because you have to do that when you turn a certain age. And so mm-hmm. he's filling out these forms. And he's like, God, I have to fill out these forms every time I go to the same hospital. Like, we don't go anywhere else except this one medical establishment called cedar sinai here in los angeles and they're fantastic one of the best in the world if not the best in the world but i think everybody goes through this where you have to kind of fill out the same forms over and over and over when you even when you see the same doctor after a while so i remember hearing about this thing that they were talking about putting a medical chip like you know what they put chips and locator chips for your dog inside the aren't yeah. they didn't they talk about putting uh chips inside under our skin that had all of our medical records that they could just scan
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There I'm they've I think I saw a documentary about this at some point, but yeah. Would you really want to do that though? And
0: uh, th- then fill out a form? Yeah. Stick a chip in my body.
1: Really? Yes! After every after everything we've talked about, you'd still elect to get the chip. Put I would in still you. do it because
0: I get the clipboard and then the pen. And I'm like, oh god, you all know, you know my name because I've been in this office for so many times. And you all know that I'm a male. You all have my birth date in there. You they know, know you everything have to fill about it all you. All over, over number, and over number and over again. But yeah, I, 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 I have to be
1: honest though. Like that ritual of filling out the forms to me, it's fairly anxiety relieving because it's like you're just getting something. It's just like something to work on with your hands while you're waiting.
0: Well, I'm the worst patient because I'm impatient. Oh, period. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I just I got yeah. something caught.
0: That's okay. Yeah, I'll look at that later.
1: I am the worst patient though I actually think doctors are the worst patients Really? Because we know everything And so we're just, we're the worst Like when I got an IV put in I was like, "Ah, oh, this hurts so bad Like why can't you pre-medicate <laughs> me with like
0: Yeah, but you can diagnose yourselves Like in three seconds flat
1: When I go to my primary care provider We barely speak to each other Like I just, I, I just tell her I want these tests done Yeah and she doesn't question anything. <laughs> and we, we, I mean, I she barely that. touches me. <laughs>
0: she, Probably get any drugs you want, too.
1: I mean, I'm not really drug-seeking, per no, se, well. but it, it just makes it a lot easier. No. Because I'm just like, I need these things. She's not going to ask me why. Right. She's not going to be like...
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So let me tell you about this little problem I've had. So I grind my teeth when I sleep, right? I didn't know this. How did I find out about it? I guess I've been doing it a while because I, I, I go to the dent- dentist and he's like, oh, let's see your gum line is like, do you grind your teeth? I'm like, not that I know. Of.
1: When did this start? How long How long ago? Who knows?
0: Probably years.
1: Okay. But it got, got bad it. Okay. like
0: a year ago. And so oh, okay. I woke up one morning and I had the worst pain in my mouth, like under my tooth, and it traveled all the way into my ear and all the way up to the top of my head.
1: Oh, and I wow. was like,
0: "Wait, what is that?" And I yeah. freaked out. I was like, "Am I dying? Do I have cancer in my ear? Like, what's happening?"
1: So the pain was in your TM joint.
0: No, I mean my pain wasn't there. It was it was like a, another tooth somewhere, but it went all okay, the way up I my see. ear and out to yeah, the top it of my head.
1: Up. Yeah, totally. That you know, because there there are muscles in the head that uh, the masseter muscles they can all connect. So
0: what causes that?
1: Well, I was just about to ask you. Were you? You said it got worse a year ago. Were you really stressed?
0: Well, some with ago? something a little thing called the pandemic. Maybe that oh, did it. so there
1: it was. Okay, because the stress response, anything that causes increase sort of arousal, including things like stress or drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, drinking too much coffee. Yeah, it can cause teeth grinding because what happens is it, while you're sleeping, it activates your brainstem, which then sends these discharge signals to your the muscles in your mouth. Uh-huh. And so then you grind your teeth as a response. So this sounds like this was a pandemic-related illness. For
0: sure. Put it on my list. You know, and then I got a <laughs> mouth guard made. And then so, you know, with the, the, you do the impression and your mouth with the putty, whatever that is, the silly putty that they put in. And then you get a mouth guard and I put the mouth guard in and it drives Scotty crazy because he wants nothing to do with me at night because I'll put it in and I'll be like, (laughs) hey, what's going on? You you guys, what are you watching? You want to watch a movie or something? He's like, oh, just go away. Just go away.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so hot. (laughs) I know.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: What have you done since then? Has it gone away just with the mouth guard or what's...
0: Yeah. Totally works The mouth guard totally works So I, it's so funny how it works Because now I guess you're not Grinding Grinding tooth to tooth You're grinding Tooth to the f- Mouth guard Freaking mouth guard mu- Yeah whatever, That rubber thing Whatever it is
1: Yeah yeah that, What's it made of? I don't know I have no idea What it's made of But sometimes I kind of like Chew my tongue
0: Yeah Oh you do? Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, I totally chew my (laughs) tongue. That's probably not
0: good. Yeah. Just don't swallow it.
1: I think it's like a, it's sort of relaxing. So I think I'm also like discharging whatever energy is kind of over arousing me or whatever. You should
0: try crossword puzzles instead, maybe. Do you do
1: a lot of crossword
0: puzzles? No, I'm just saying. So you don't chew on your tongue.
1: Oh. But it feels kind of nice, though. All right. Have you ever done it? Are you into that?
0: I'm trying it now. No, I don't like it.
1: Okay. It's not your thing. It's freaky.
0: It's no. Not it's you. I'm not into that. It's not in my profile.
1: Do you know what the medical term for teeth grinding is?
0: Uh, no. What is it?
1: It's called bruxism.
0: Oh wow, bruxism.
1: Bruxism. Um,
0: which is the whole problem in the, in the UK.
1: Oh. Oh no! Is that Brexit? That is Brexit. Yeah, bruxism. It's and it's more common at night. Very um related to increased stress. A lot of what you eat. And uh, yeah, basically calming your nervous system is the best thing you can do to to remove that. It's hard when there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. So I don't blame you for that, but. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So I'm super excited because our guest today is someone whose stand-up comedy work I've admired <gasps> for many years, Howie Mandel. I love
0: Howie Mandel. He's one of the nicest yes. people in the biz.
1: The great Howie Mandel. And um, he's going to talk to us about A heart condition of his, supposedly.
0: Oh, what is it called?
1: Atrial fibrillation.
0: (gasps) Oh, I have atrial fibrillation.
1: I know. I know you do. Oh, this
0: is going to be so good. Let's get to it. My guest today is a comedian, television personality, screenwriter, actor, producer, director, entrepreneur, game show host, and author, and would probably cook a meal for you if you asked him nicely. You have seen him all over TV, especially in his current role as a judge for America's Got Talent. He also has his own podcast with a very specific title called Howie Mandel Does Stuff. Please welcome my good friend Howie Mandel.
2: Howie. Thank you for having me, Sean and Dr. Wally. I'm a huge fan of actually both of you, Sean. I I love your work. I love everything you do, and anybody who has a Dr. in front of their name, (laughs) I just want to be friends with. Right? That's why. That's by the way. That's why I started the podcast. I get all What, what a brilliant idea. But doesn't it make it worse? For you, because I am a hypochondriac, you know, I'm, no. I, 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 I've am been very open about my mental health issues, and I have anxiety, and I have, right. you know, and that's not what we're going to talk about today, My not my mental health, but because I have anxiety and OCD, and I, I'm constantly on the verge of death.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, Howie, you don't understand. You and I are extremely similar.
2: I would imagine— yes. I yeah. would imagine
0: you're just married to a woman, and I'm married to a guy. But other than that, we're still it's married. All the same.
2: We're still we're still married. <laughs> yeah, I've been married now, for 41 years.
0: That's amazing. Woo. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank her. Has the marriage thing, like with your openness about your mental issues and the OCD and the whatever you have going on, and has that brought you closer, or were there moments where it's like really put a strain on it?
2: Well, you know, people have always asked me, because I think it's unusual to have a a relationship that long, and people constantly (laughs) have asked me, what makes it work? Up until this year, I would have told you the fact that I was so busy. You know, I wasn't there. I've been Hmm. on the road. Uh and and Absence. Makes the heart grow. I don't know that a heart can actually grow. Because then you
0: would have a heart condition.
2: That, yes, that would be a, a thickening and effort. a large
0: heart, yeah, an enlarged yeah. heart.
2: But that's what she liked about me. We had our fortieth anniversary in lockdown. Um she said at that day, I don't know if there's going to be a forty one. I told her, oh. she, I said, do you want to redo our vows? Like, we've never spent this kind of time together. Let's do something. And her vow was enough already. So I don't <laughs> know that
0: I met I met 15 years with Scotty, and I, that's not even close to 40. That's incredible.
2: No. Wait, right. so how, when did you guys meet? Well, I knew her for years before I married her. I've known her since she was 12, and uh, I would imagine she does. It. She's in her 60s now, so like I knew her. I didn't uh, date her until we were in our early 20s. Okay. Hmm. I'm 65 now.: God, you look good. On a podcast.
0: <laughs> Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> On
2: Zoom. Right. On Zoom, you would. Uh, yes. I
0: don't want to do this in person. Don't get no, me wrong. No, but thank you, Sean.
2: You're probably yeah. one of the few people has ever given me a compliment without the caveat. Yeah. But I, I guess I gave myself the caveat. I said yeah, I'm no, 65. I took oh, the bait. you look good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I, took the bait. I took the bait. I know what to do. I know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing about you and Hollywood. You work... All the time, I remember being a kid watching on St. elsewhere, and then you did the thing with the surgical glove where you blew it up a thing, and then your stand up. I was a huge fan. Ever since I was a kid, I was just enamored with you and your comedy, and I was such a big fan. And then you you keep going, and then you get this hit with Deal or No Deal, and then you're America's Got Talent. But you did all this stuff. In between, you, you you do voiceover work. You're an animated thing, so you work all the time. Is this something that feeds into that anxiety? Is that why, or do you just love to
2: work? That's me running away from my anxiety. You know, yeah. There we go. The worst thing that can happen for me is nothing. You know, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like night. Yeah, and I don't like you know lying in bed. I will not lie in bed or lie down until I'm I'm ready to pass out. Oh, the,
1: interesting. I, okay. That's so
2: similar. The worst place in the world for me, and I would imagine other people, would be inside my head. You know.
0: Well, let me tell you something. I've spent some time there, and (laughs) the lines, first of all, for the rides are are, take way too long. (laughs) And and once you're on that ride, it's just like it's way too long. No.
1: (laughs) What do you think is the dominant emotion that is present with you when you lie at night? And quote unquote, you know, in your head, what what do you think is the feeling that you're trying to run away from?
2: Terror, yeah, fear of everything, of um, yeah, you know. For this uh, podcast, it is the fear of death, you know, because yeah. I I know I'm always going to die. I know that I've well, we are. I can't. Nobody's been able to solve that yet. That's is
0: why. that is there a different answer for a different podcast? Everyone's
2: signed up for that one, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's death and it's uh, guilt. And Mm -hmm, fear mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. what I may do, what I did do, Uh how it it was received. Are you one
0: of those people that like go to a party or something, or maybe you don't anymore, but on the ride home, you're like, did I upset somebody? Did I say something? You beat yourself up about what. I don't have
2: to go to a party. That happens when I leave Ralph's. Right. You know, it, it, no, but that's absolutely true. Ralph's is you a know? grocery store. A oh, Ralph's is store. a grocery store. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or Whole Foods
0: or whatever. Uh, it's or not a person's house.
2: house. Oh, you're right.
1: <laughs> so I listened to your audiobook, which yep. was brilliant, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And so one of the questions I have for you is when you talk about, I think this is related to the atrial fib, which is why I'm asking the question, but when you talk about the physical manifestations that are associated with your OCD thinking and what happens and what shows up in your body. You actually mention in the audiobook that I'm experiencing palpitations just talking about this. Yeah. And so I'm curious if if you're seeing any connections between the stress you've endured from your OCD and your AFib.
2: Well, I I truly believe in uh, mind over matter, you know, and I would imagine that any anxiety or stress that you put on yourself mentally will affect You physically at any, you know, I've, I've gone to Capitol Hill to speak to the powers that be about possibly parroting the amount of finance that they give to mental health, you know, with, uh, with physical health. That's great. You know, but, but that's my, you know, that's my little soapbox and there are, and I don't know what your beliefs are, Dr. Wally, but there are plenty of people in your field that truly believe, you know, two people diagnosed with the exact same thing in two different mindsets the yeah. healthy mindset will uh, fare better. It just, yeah. w- they will. You know, and that's like pain management is right. mind Absolutely. over matter. Right. And, you know, yeah. I've seen them even, I don't know how that was done. I, I've seen some videos where people do surgery without anesthetics, you know. and they-
1: Right, sham surgery. That's totally a thing. I mean, for what it's worth, I strongly believe in the mind-body connection. That it, if there's a dysfunction in the mind, it's going to present in physical symptoms. Yeah. Or a physical symptom is actually correlated to some sort of dysfunctional thought process as well. It's all connected.
2: Well, Well, sure. You know, a dysfunctional thought process, you know, releases hormones and and exactly. It's a a chemical reaction
0: in in your body. We should tell people, though, you mentioned the word AFib, which stands for atrial fibrillation. We spoke about it at the top of the show. And and how he has that, how he's looking at his watch already. We still have like, no,
2: I'm not. I'm getting, I have an eye, I have got an Apple watch, but it tapped you and it gives you all these things. And mine just said breathe.
1: Oh, wow. Are you serious?
2: Yes. What the fuck was I doing? Like, how did I not?
1: Oh, interesting. Wow. That means this conversation already was triggering enough that your Apple iWatch was like, look, you need to breathe. Just I chill. do.
2: I suffer from anxiety in that. And they knew me. I live in the, in the valley here in, in Los Angeles and the hospital was close by before COVID. They know me. I had my own gurney there because I always thought I was having heart attacks and it turned out to be anxiety. But uh mm
1: so, I'm curious what kinds of stuff are you doing for your anxiety, like talk therapy or um, everything i
2: don't really talk specifically listen i'm my my message is. Get help, talk about it, remove the stigma, talk to whoever you have to talk to, do whatever you have to do, take whatever is prescribed, keep talking about it, because sometimes what's described could send you...
0: See, right, the thing that people ask me too sometimes, and hopefully this isn't offensive because people have asked me and I didn't take offense to it, but they go, do you think talking about your anxiety and labeling yourself in that way is you kind of keeping it alive and using an excuse to perpetuate the anxiety like like committing to it yeah well it's part of your identity now and like if you cure yourself or if you can or do something about it are you then losing part of your identity has anybody talked to you about that
2: yeah but that, i think that's kind of an uh, if i'm offending anybody that that is close to you that has said that i think that's a, a ridiculous kind of statement right. because my true belief is physical health and mental health are equally tied. And the fact that I can't get an yeah. X-ray of my mind and you could see that there's a fracture, that's why they don't you know, fund it the same way. But right. my true belief, and I don't know that I'm the perfect example of this, because I have a diagnosable ailment, You know, I mean, I have OCD, but I don't think there's anybody alive that doesn't need mental health coping yeah, skills. For sure. Of course. I have a
0: list of people. <laughs> that,
2: yeah. that don't need it?
0: No, that need it.
2: The, yeah. I think every human being alive needs it. You know, if you are alive, the, the pressure that comes with you know, getting married and staying married in a relationship, the pressure that comes with becoming a parent, the pressure that comes, comes with, with your
0: job, any your job, job and especially life, yeah. this
2: job and life and rejection. You know, it's funny. I, my my little uh, saying is I, I wish we would take care of our mental health the way we take care of our dental health. Even when yeah. our teeth aren't bothering us, you go get them cleaned, you go get a check, right. you get a couple x-rays, you go right. look mom no cavities. There isn't anything in place in our society right now, like in school, where... Instead of that silly school nurse, which I don't think has any, you know, professional. Yeah. <laughs> training whatsoever.
1: I think what you're referring to is is teaching mindfulness at a very early age, like mindfulness processes to gain that kind of self-awareness. If we can't even get in touch with our own emotions in our body, there's no way we can even identify an imbalance. And I'm curious, I mean, w- when you use the analogy of like, oh, I can't get an x-ray of your mind. I mean, I'm curious if anyone's ever talked to you about psychedelic assisted therapies where you work alongside a therapist and you work with psychedelic substances like psilocybin or even MDMA to basically open up parts of your brain that otherwise you can't open as part of the default mode network. And that allows people to get insights that they otherwise couldn't get through talk therapy or even SSRIs and lead to big breakthroughs for things like depression, anxiety, OCD, as well, PTSD. Has anyone ever talked to you about that kind of stuff? Is your
2: podcast sponsored by Magic Mushrooms?
0: Yes, correct. (laughs) Correct. Actually, we have to pause for a break. (laughs) Hey, Magic Mushrooms, uh, Uh (laughs) Bye. Uh, you buy a dozen at a
2: time. There's okay. a lot of research uh, coming. Yeah, out. there is. I don't. You know, I don't like to talk about what I do because people hear about. Look, I'm not a doctor. You're a doctor. You could talk about, and that's great that you mentioned it. But I'm not a doctor. I don't want somebody to hear me and what I tried and worked for me, and that may not be good for them. Right. But the the first move, the best thing you can do is just do it. Just. Get help just even when you don't think, you know, even if that is just a yoga class, even if it's just breathing, if it's meditation, I'm medicated. I'm telling you, as I sit here today. I'm incredibly medicated. Really? And what do you mind saying I don't say what I'm you don't on, say what but you're I, on but I am so fucking happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, you please, please side zoom me and tell me.
2: <laughs> and I didn't wake up this way.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's great. Well, good for you. You found what works for you. I want to get
2: into first of all, I want to say how do you sleep? Do you sleep well at night? No, I'm like an ever ready bunny. You know, I just yeah. go and go and go and, and well. go and, until I drop. But if I need to get up early and I'm not tired. Uh, I will tell you this I love the gummies yeah I'm eating Mm -hmm. a lot of gummies Uh
0: uh-huh sure yes I see and that helps I'm sure
2: well I guess so I just uh, until I (laughs) until I just pass out you know I don't take them I'm not on gummies right now yeah but uh, I need to sleep I can't lie awake in the quiet You know,
1: Uh so Uh, anything.
2: So I'll do this. I'll uh, whatever we're doing right now. You know, I'll talk to people. I'll go do a show. I'll perform. I'll do some work. I'll. I love real estate. I'm involved in that. You know, and then and then at the end of the day, when you know I have to go to because it's two in the morning or it's one in the morning and I'm not tired, then I'll finish a bunch of little gummies and then I wake up and there's Uh a new day. Just a
0: handful of gummies, handful of M and M's, you're good to go. That's it. I want to talk about AFib because I have AFib too. And that was really interesting. Yeah.
2: Did you have an ablation?
0: I'm having it uh, next week. Oh, I'll tell you my ablation story.
2: Let's tell everybody what what
0: it is first. Tell me your first experience with it and how you found out.
2: So you know uh, that I, well, I I wrote about this in my book, but you know that when we start new shows and we do, you know, a a new project and Mm -hmm. there's insurance involved and you got to go for a checkup you know or they have the 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 set doctor comes in which again is seems like the school nurse
1: yeah are they a real md
2: it's just you know they're not really checking you but they right. all, so the <laughs> right. guy the guy had a stethoscope and he put it to my chest and this was in toronto i was doing a show in toronto and he goes uh oh and you know the two o's together that close from a medical person <laughs> are just not for
1: the record i have never said uh-oh to a patient i just want to set That's the
2: record really, straight. By, by the way that is the worst yes i love that you're so proud of the fact that you've never said uh-oh <laughs> i've uh, said "uh oh to a patient yeah i'll tell you the one time i said "uh oh and and that may be in my book too is when we were having i have uh, three children they're much older now i'm doing the podcast with my daughter who's 36 oh, that's great uh when my wife was pregnant with her the first time my wife said i can go to the OBGYN with her to hear the heartbeat we're going to hear the heartbeat on this uh this visit so you'll come so i so i go to the doctor's office and there's all these ladies sitting there not everybody is pregnant you know some have whatever they just go to the OBGYN. and then they yeah. said mr mandel you can go in now uh, room d You know, so Uh, I get up and I walk into room D.
0: Let me just clarify, D is the smaller of the double D. (sighs) Tit for tat,
2: I see what you did. Tit for tat. Yeah, actually I found that later, she said B. I didn't know.
1: Oh. oh, so you just straight up walked into another room. <laughs> room
2: and I this was my first time ever in an OBGYN office and there was um Oh jeez. The the stirrups faced the door. Yeah. It was like oh, a, dear. you open the door and then everything's open like right there. Oh, oh wow. my so, god. so you open just for said, business. Hello. I could not see a face. I could oh, not see my. a face but I see two bottom 2 feet and like, there's paper over her knee. There's like, oh, there's pa- and oh, and I'm God. looking right. You, you know, you don't know where to look. The you bullseye. Know, You're looking at the bullseye. Even, bullseye. Like, yeah. even if I heard her say, "My eyes are here, sir," I couldn't yeah. have seen yeah. those. You know, <laughs> and I hope that was not her eye because. Oh my wow. God. She needed a patch. Did she see you come in? Mm, well, I open the door and I'm standing there, and then I see her head come above her knee, oh, like my above gosh. the paper. Sure. And it's like an eighty-five-year-old woman. Uh, I feel yep.
0: bad for both of you.
2: Thank you. Yes, and she just looks at me like with a question, and, and that I went, Uh-oh. "Uh oh." Yeah. Well, there you went, go. She said, <laughs> uh-uh. "She said what?" You know, she was because I said oh, she was like Start on what, and I said I. Uh, I need a second opinion. And I just yeah. walked out. <laughs> <I>
1: just, <laughs> did you really say that I need uh, a second opinion? That's yes. hilarious.
0: That's yes. hilarious. Oh, my
1: gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, no, I don't have to. I that?
0: did it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, No, but she's like, yeah, how was your guy in visit to her husband at home? Yeah, it was great. I, I hallucinated and saw Howie Mandel there for a second. As <laughs> but I got to say, as
2: a young man who's married, you know, like I just uh, I saw the future. This was yeah, an 88-year-old. Sure. <laughs> that
0: is a bold At, introduction. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. my the God. The future looked fantastic. For your age. So wait, I want to know, your, what did it first feel okay. like when you had AFib? So here's what happened. He goes, uh-oh. And I'm so not, you know, because I am try to be oblivious to my feeling, because as soon as I feel something, I go down the wormhole. Yeah. So he goes, uh-oh. And I, he goes, how do you feel? And I said, I feel t- tired, tired. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, you know, you have, uh, if anybody told you you have AFib, And I said, I don't know what that is. And No, no one has told me. He said, I need you. How long have you been in, what is it called when you're not uh, in in rhythm? um, Out of sinus rhythm. Outside of sinus rhythm. Outside of sinus rhythm. Wait, so he
1: told you this without doing an EKG?
2: This was just just off of listening to you? Off of listening to me. It was really weird. Because what happens is your heart beats really, really fast, yeah. Yeah, my resting heart rate at that day was 140, which is crazy. That's like running. That's really high. Really high. And uh, he said, I need you to go to an emergency room right now because I don't know how long you've been in this and I don't know. And
0: how long ago is
2: this? Probably 10 years now or seven years now. Okay, keep going thank you. And
0: yeah. then,
2: uh, <laughs> you mean with life or the story? <laughs> so, and they go, you're an AFib and they go, have you eaten? And I hadn't eaten. They go, do you mind? Do you have a, uh, we're going to cardiovert you. Have you had that done?
0: But you can't, everything you're saying is similar. Only my, I don't get it. I'm not in constant. I'm in, uh, I know when I have mine and it gets to about 170 beats per minute, my heart. Wow. wow. And so, uh, yeah. So whenever I do it, the, it's like Norman cheers, right? When everybody walked in, I walk into the ER at Cedars and yeah. they're like, Sean. And I go, hey, uh, just give me propofol, zap my heart. And I'm out of here. And that's so, for what people do. that
2: don't know, zapping your heart—it's the—it's the the palettes, right? It's the clear, it's shut, that clear, clear, boom. boom. Yeah. So, anyway, I got that done, and then they said my heart was back in rhythm. So I went back to work, and then I was neurotic, and I started feeling like dizzy. I right. went back to the hospital when they converted your heart back
0: with the with the
2: whatever that's called the, paddles, the, paddles.
0: paddles yeah, the different. Were you awake, sure. or did they put you under?
2: No, they put me out. Yeah, you, I don't think you can. You be up for that? Oh, I wouldn't recommend I it. I don't want to yeah. be up for that. That would be really no.
1: painful. Yeah.
0: yeah no. I was out, Scotty, my husband was watching. It, it, I had an episode in New York of it, and, uh, and they allowed him in the room, which was so weird, which is great, though. And he said when they did the paddles on my heart, I was out cold, right. and they yeah. did the paddles on my heart, and I went, they went, and I opened my eyes for two seconds, and I go, this is amazing. And then I fell back asleep. <laughs> Did you really? Really? Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Oh wow! Anyway, does that happen to <laughs> nobody I've else? I've never heard of that, but that's the I mean, most
2: ridiculous reaction i being-
0: <laughs> I know because I don't think it's amazing. But uh, so go ahead. Sorry.
2: So you were cardioverted. I was cardioverted. Went to back. I got was dizzy. I went back to the hospital that night. I was back in AFib. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, it, that happened. That was a cycle. They said, you know, we can do an ablation, and I said, I'm sorry. You're in constant, or you, or just, or not constant. It just comes and goes. <sighs> um. And then it was. Now I'm on. I'm medicated. Okay. And and, mm-hmm. and so it's it's and I've had an, uh, two ablations. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but but uh, and I'll tell you what th- that is. Your, your yeah, listeners. Yeah. Because I'm have mine in a week. Oh, wait till you hear this story. You'll love the story. So <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. You really have it in a week? I really do.
1: Yeah, he really does,
2: yeah. Are they going in through your groin? They're going to go
0: in through my ear and then hope for the best. No, yeah. He's joking. (laughs) I'm going, I'm joking. They go in through, I guess, I don't know. I get my little- I think there are two choices.
2: It can be your groin or your- uh, they say the way to a man's heart is through his through the groin. groin. Sure. Yeah. The groin is, is
1: typically the, <laughs> the preferred route, yeah. Okay. So
2: I'll get to that. So I I went and had the, for those that don't know, you know, AFib is just a problem, not so much with your heart, but your heart's electrical system. Right. So your heart is this muscle that is pumping blood out and, and in the, through the uh, ventricles, right? And what happens is if this zapping, there's no rhythm to it. It's just, it's just- it goes up. Off, Fluttering, right. and it could leave some blood in the uh, chambers, uh, which could end up clotting and end up right. causing you a stroke, and you right. could die. Right. Enjoy yourself, Sean. Right. Bye bye. Thanks for being on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the, you know. They scared me with that, and I. Uh, so an and, ablation uh, is. An ablation is. This is the miracle of the human body. They go in through a main artery in your groin. And I think they can now do it through your neck too, right? But they do oh, it- God.
1: Yeah, I mean, groin is usually the more common site. Okay, eventually. so,
2: and they stick a tube, like through that artery in your groin, right up through your body, inside the uh, the cavity of your heart, okay? <laughs> oh, God, and then God. on the end of that tube is a little laser. And that laser, they burn where, you know, there is a spot on your heart where the electrical charge hits that causes your, your heart to contract. So they burn that area and scar tissue forms over the burn and then automatically your body redirects the electricity to a different spot on that ventricle and hopefully that's a better spot, and you don't get that's amazing out of sinus rhythm.
1: I, I gotta say, that's a really amazing summary of an ablation. That's I, amazing. We should give you an honorary cardiology board certification.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not a doctor, but I did play one on TV. On TV, and
1: yes, you do. Oh, oh Lord, I, I, I'm <laughs> what a from. setup!
2: So wait. <laughs> I remember shit that I shouldn't remember. I still know what to do for a gunshot wound to the chest. Do you know that? Oh, wow. What, you just it's Like if somebody comes into an emergency room, no D5 lactated ringers, colloids, O-negative blood, an intubation tray with a 22-centimeter endotracheal tube, an open thoracotomy tray, and two number 16 central intravenous catheters and a mass suit stat. Right?
1: Oh, wow, that's so amazing. You
2: know what? You know what's so sad about that? Oh, that's not, not even close. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> not even close to what don't you did. Don't tell do. them, don't tell them.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it.
2: So I go in. And uh, the the second one worked. You'll do it one and done. Sure. But and, and that had nothing to do with me. But they go in and they go up through your heart and they do that. And I'm lying in bed. I had it done here in L. A. And the next morning, you can usually aren't you going to be an outpatient? You can get out that day. Are you staying overnight? I, I have no idea. You didn't ask any questions. It, You're having me. To- I know. I, I- I'm having
0: my little meeting and then like later next week and then I go do it. So I I haven't done the little consultation thing.
2: I don't know if I should tell you this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, tell me. So, so I, I go, I go in and I have it done. And, The next morning, they're going to release me. I went in at night. I had it done at night. And then the next morning, they're going to release me. And I'm lying in bed. Uh, You know, they'd moved me from the uh, recovery room into a regular room. And the doctor came in and checked me. And he said, you're in sinus rhythm. You feel good. And I I, I remember just opening my eyes and yelling, this is amazing. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But I I said, "Okay," And can I get something to drink? And my mouth was dry. So he gives me a a little cup of apple juice. And I'm sitting there. I'm sitting up in bed. I'm going to have my apple juice and then I'm going to go get dressed and I'm going to go home and I start drinking the apple juice. And as I'm drinking the apple juice, I feel myself pissing. I think I'm pissing. I think whatever I'm drinking is going right through me. How is that? And it
0: looked like apple juice coming
2: out. Well, wait, I look at my gown and I lift my gown and every time my heart beats. it wasn't the apple juice. <gasps> every time my heart beats, the wound where they went in on my groin hmm. was shooting blood. I lifted it, shot blood past my head, like almost to the ceiling. No so every, way. Time, I, every <sighs> time my heart is beating, blood is shooting out of my groin oh up my to the God. ceiling.
0: Oh, with my every God.
2: beat. No, I start just making noise. I go,. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't even think of that button to press the buzzer. To, sure. I just lost it. I've never seen anything. I'm looking at my own my oh, own package God. and oh. a, and a geyser. Oh, I'm gonna faint. No, you'll have fun time next week. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I look at and I go, help, help me! Somebody help me! And the the nurse comes in and sees me sitting. I got. I'm holding up my gown, you know, and I've got uh,
0: the shooting stars. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've got I've got Old Faithful shooting up in red, and I've got uh, my flag is at half mast. July Fourth, <laughs> and she goes, "Wait a minute, I'll get the doctor." So she goes and gets the doctor. The doctor comes back in. He goes, no problem, just had to put pressure on it. I guess they cauterized it, and when I moved, I didn't, it wasn't totally, and and here's the other thing, because I had taken, I guess, blood thinners or whatever I had taken before, it didn't heal well. Yeah, you probably
0: shouldn't take those before surgery.
2: But but here, so so he comes in, and he goes, I'll take care of it, I just need pressure. So he puts on gloves, he puts on his rubber gloves, Mm -hmm. and he takes his hand, he clasps his hands kind of together, one on top of another, uh, and then he takes his, his hands, and he, pushes into my crotch, right. he's pushing down on my crotch, like doing lucky a handstand, yeah. lucky me, now he's putting pressure, he's got to bend over the bed, he's pushing my crotch, his nose is on my nose, is like no right, way, yes, so his, no, no. well how does he bend over, I'm sitting up screaming, he's putting pressure on my crotch, he's his nose to nose with me, Oh and I God. said to him, and I'm looking at him, and I said, you know, I didn't know what to say, and I said, hey, can you close your, can you just close your eyes? Is, is there any way to close your eyes? So he closes his eyes. Before you I make feel, love to me, yeah. Yeah, and I and I just feel even more uncomfortable, and then he he feels uncomfortable because he feels my discomfort. So then he goes, is uh, is Deal or No Deal still on? And I go, oh my God. <laughs> Me question. <laughs> oh my That's goodness.
0: Hilarious. Hilarious. Now wait a minute. Jeez. I want to go back. Wait one second. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny. I hope I don't have the same experience. So, do they have to make sure you're in atrial fibrillation in order to do the procedure, or they can they do it if you're not in?
2: not in you don't have to be in they know where they know they where to can, go that, you're on a on a table that they're looking at it in real time yeah so they see where um, I guess they they're able to monitor where the electrical current is hitting your ventricle okay all right so but isn't there a
0: chance that they they do it they burn it and then the scar tissue forms and it forms too big and blocks the artery.
1: No, no. This this is like, again, they're using a laser. This is like very little zapping. They're going just to, it's called a foci, the foci of electric activity, like yeah. where it's just that point where the electrical charge is coming from. Yeah. So it's not like, like a nose cauterization type I see, I see. level burning. It's like super specific. Got and it. It. it's
2: not blocking an artery. They go through the artery into the ventricle, into the- into uh. Inside
1: the chambers of the heart. It's a chamber. Yeah.
0: Now, do you have this yeah. reaction whenever we talk about something sensitive like that? It, it hurts the tip of my penis, like just to talk about it.
2: Oh, you you have problems with your heart on. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no, but do you guys ever get that? Like, oh, it hurts my genitals to talk about sensitive things. Like when you talk about like an eye, like eye surgery or like going through your groin or anything but like that. But let me that tell you something, genitals.
2: there was absolutely, and I gotta tell you, talking about it and when they told me what they were gonna do, I felt like you did, yeah. there was no pain. There yeah, yeah. is no after. I didn't feel anything.
0: And and, and, and how soon a recovery? A day? Two days? A week? Less than a day. Like
2: 12 hours after I, w- I was home. That's amazing. All right. I'm, now I'm excited about it. It's really easy and it goes well. And it was just a fact that I'm was a I'm a bleeder.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well,
2: people know that about you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Did you have to follow any specific types of activities after the procedure? Like, you know, no running or having sex or anything like that?
2: No, they wanted me to run and have sex. No, I had no special... While having sex, they wanted you to run. (laughs) This is amazing. I once woke up in the middle of sex. My
0: wife... Woke up in the middle and go, this is amazing, (laughs) and then went right back to sleep. Right. 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 Uh, Now, Priyanka, (laughs) why does it seem like, it seems like this happens all the time where there is an there's an ailment. All of a sudden on, on TV, you see commercials for a specific problem that seems to be sweeping the country at a, any given time. Like, I see commercials for medication for AFib all the time, but hadn't up until, you know, two years ago. And now everybody's like, I have AFib. Everybody has AFib. What happened before when nobody knew what AFib was? And why is it all of a sudden it seems like it's a thing?
1: Well, because I think the risk factors, like for example, high blood pressure can be a risk factor, increased uh, ingestion of alcohol. So, I mean, if you look at our society from a bigger scale, right, rates of Uh hypertension, stroke, all of these things are going up. So we're actually getting sicker as a society. In fact, uh, recently our mortality rates are, we're not living as long as we used to. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that you're seeing more stuff is, is a reflection of what's happening to our society in general.
0: Yeah interesting. That's heartwarming. That's yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the perfect opportunity to move on to games
2: <laughs> before we die. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. So Howie, let me explain to you what, what exactly is going on. It's, it's a game, Dr. Wally's wall of fame. It's a rapid fire quiz between okay. you and Sean. All right. I'll let you know if you get the correct answer, if you get it wrong you get a half point if there's a very creative answer and uh it's three questions each so sean you're gonna go first ready yeah yeah okay how many miles per hour can a sneeze travel
0: oh gosh um
1: roughly roughly
0: on on um local streets or the freeway
1: (laughs) the 405 the
0: 405 uh (laughs) how fast can a sneeze travel i don't know 50 miles an hour
1: Oh, close. Double that. It can actually travel up to 100 miles per hour, roughly 50 meters per second,
0: which
2: is around 110. So if a sneeze is going 100 miles an hour, why do we only have to stand six feet apart?
0: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: That's a really good question because there are some papers that showed um, you you can contact infection 13 feet apart.
0: But with a mask. I mean,
1: I don't think asking people to be 13 feet apart is, is just practical. So I think they, they just sort of gauge six feet, but yeah, I mean, again, staying six feet apart doesn't guarantee you're not going to be infected. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, to your answer, it can go up to 13 feet. So
2: Sean's winning. No, I'm not even close. So far.
1: Okay. Next question for Sean. How many briefcases are used in each game of dealer no deal?
0: <laughs> oh my God. I used to watch it all the time. I'm going to tell you 47,
2: Close 26. Oh, now as a doctor, can I ask you something? Why do you think the number 47 is close to 26? That bothers (laughs) me.
1: I'm just trying to give Sean some positive encouragement. I
2: just don't like the way you measure. We saw a small tumor on your spleen. Yeah. How small (laughs) is it? Well, it's eight pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a positive
1: reinforcement. (laughs)
2: Okay, go ahead. Okay.
1: Next question. Rhino telexomania is it the excessive habit of doing what? Okay. Okay. Rhino telexomania.
0: All right. So rhino, I'm just thinking because rhinoplasty is like a nose job. So it's nose. Okay. So rhino what then? Rhino, rhino
1: what? telexomania.
0: Rhino tele- well, mania is what people get when they see Howie Mandel. They just go right. crazy. Okay. Yeah. So it's All when right. people s- blow their nose too much around Howie.
1: Okay. Close. Very close. Well, it's that actually... doesn't mean anything until we hear the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the excessive habit of picking one's nose. So, rhino, oh. you you were right, is nose. The Greek word telestai, which means to pull out an exo from the outside. Oh, so, rhino telexomania is the excessive habit of picking, picking one's nose.
0: nose. Wow. Mm.
1: Okay. Howie, it's your no. turn now. Okay. Okay, ready? All right. So. First question, what is the average resting heart rate for an adult? And I'll accept a range.
2: Uh, a healthy adult.
1: A normal healthy adult. Uh, f-
2: 50 to 65.
1: It's between 60 to 100. So 50 would be slightly on the lower side, but you said 65, so I'll give you that. Oh, you my heart out.
2: rate now is below 50. But maybe oh, nice. my medication.
1: Okay, question two. Before the modern day stethoscope was invented, how did doctors listen to the sounds of the heart?
2: Uh, through your anus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doctors would actually. This is true. They would press their ears directly onto the patient's chest. Oh, on the so chest. Okay. So they would, oh, okay. the yeah. so I they the would just listen. I
2: would think They're that just, they would go. Sure.
0: So wouldn't. So it's, So just to clarify, it's not through the anus.
1: That is correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. But I
2: was close.
0: Close. Yeah. Very close.
1: I'll give you a half point for creativity on that one. Let's Thank say you. that. Okay. Creativity. Last. Last question. The Newlywed Game premiered on what network in 1966?
2: Mm. I network. I, well, it's it, it's either CBS, ABC, or NBC. I'm okay. close, right? Right.
1: So you definitely so named, you already have named one 3%. answers, but which one are you going to choose?
2: Guess which one I'm going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, CBS. ABC. Oh. I'm going to say, okay, so- let me finish. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was saying I was going to say CBS, but I'm going to go with ABC. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Nice. Got it.
1: Okay. Well, then in that case, you get... You know what? You win. you win he you wins. Got, yeah. You basically I got, got the heart rate. You got, you got most of the questions basically right. Yeah. So basically congratulations, right. Howie. You are on Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. Thank that you. is
0: great. Howie Mandel, thank you for being here. You are a generous uh, man with your time. And, and I can't believe how much we have in common. It's kind of nuts. And uh, I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours about I'm this I'm a stuff.
2: huge fan of yours. And uh, maybe one day when when this is all over, we'll go out to dinner or something. I would love that. Your company, we shared an office for uh, a year with Todd and- Oh, that's and, right. Uh, right. Right, 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 yeah, right, right, at Universal. Yeah. But uh, I'd I'd love to sit down and talk to you and I wish you best of luck on your procedure next week. Thank keep you, thank you. I'll keep you posted. Do, are you doing it at, well, I'm not gonna say where you're gonna do
0: it. You can, t- I'm, doing, I'm doing it at Cedars. We
2: oh, can, okay. I don't know if we can say that or not, but I am. I don't know. I don't know for HIPAA. Hippolo- There's gonna be a crowd outside, yes. wedding news. <laughs> All right, and, and nice meeting you, Priyanka.
1: Yeah, likewise. I'm a huge fan of your work. You know, you. I've been performing stand-up for about seven
0: years, so- Fantastic. yeah I'm just
1: uh thank you yeah, yeah she's great thanks for coming on
0: Thank you howie you're the best bye 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 love you
1: ciao bye bye. What a treat. What a treat for you, Sean, because you had so much in common with Howie. I mean...
0: There's so many other things, too, like um, he had, well, the OCD of it, the anxiety. Wasn't there a couple other things that we were going to talk... The
1: ADHD, about? yeah.
0: Yeah, I probably have a little bit of that, too. And
1: Was that helpful for you to hear kind of what he went through in terms of what you're about to go to?
0: Yes, yes, I love that. Well, my favorite part was you know it's it's not that serious and he recovered like within the same day or the next day. I love that. Totally. I wonder if I'm, am yeah. I going to have a scar next to my groin for a few days where they went in?
1: You might have a little it'd be scar but it's not going to be anything serious. It shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. All right, good. Uh love howie, love you. What a great show. Seriously.
1: Love you too.
0: Thank you, honey. And uh, don't worry, be healthy. Bye everybody.
1: See you soon. Ciao.
0: Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Michael Grant-Terry and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Rebecca Eisenberg is our producer. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions and original music by Scott Eisenogle and Lior Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on hypochondriac are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.